Cascadia and the edge of the world, Euphomet presents Night Drift with Jim Perry. Good evening. You are listening to Night Drift presented by Euphomet and I'm Jim Perry. Coming to you tonight from my home studio, the hinterlands of the Oregon coast, directly to the mothership that's Alternative Talk, 1150 AM KKNW in Seattle, and streaming worldwide at nightdrift.com. Thank you, as always, for listening tonight. Garrett Kelly of Liminal Earth and a very special guest named Coco. I'll have more on that in a minute, but oh my gosh, this is this is going to be a an incredibly historic show tonight. Not just for Night Drift, but if I am permitted to be bold, uh, historically for radio, <laughs> that's tonight. You know, hashtag UFO sightings was trending worldwide last week. Seemingly hundreds of new videos and photos posted from all over the world in what seemed like a legitimate flap. You know, we covered a few weeks ago such an event in the Seattle area, and I believe I predicted that if happening here, it could be happening everywhere. Tic Tacs, spheres, saucers, from San Diego to Germany this last week had Twitter and TikTok become one of our most significant breakthroughs in recording witness accounts. And, and this just in from Local 22 News in Vermont. If you tuned in to Local 22 News at 5 this morning, you may have caught something unexpected on our weather cameras that even has Alex and I completely stumped. Take a look at this clip from our show earlier today. You can see the shape in the top left of your screen move in a way that doesn't appear to be consistent with that of a cloud, bug, airplane, or anything of the sorts. Although it could be some sort of explainable phenomenon, I'd like to think we've seen a UFO over Colchester. What do you say, Alex? Well, we're not saying that aliens aren't real this morning, <laughs> but we don't, we just don't know what it is. It's not a bug. It's not a plane. It's kind of a faded oblong shape. So very geometric shape like a UFO. It's, so it's not shaped like any bug I've ever seen. Or. No, no. And when we typically think of UFO sightings and alien spaceships, if you will, they sure. have that kind of saucer like shape and yeah. they move erratically like it did sure. across the screen there. So yeah. hey, behind me, though, yeah, I got to keep a look lookout. Out look now. out. I don't want to get abducted yeah. out here. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, very geometric. I shared the video on the Euphemet Twitter feed. You can find it there to see the ghostly visage of the alleged UFO for yourself. But these things seemingly were everywhere last as last week, and, and potentially maybe it's still going on right now. I mean, have you seen something? You can always reach out to the show. I'll give the contact information in a second. You know, one of the things that interests me about Night Drift is that, you know, so often Euphemet is, is really purely about our human relationship to the unknown and our personal journeys throughout, right? Well, Night Drift, I love this idea that we're able to uh, we're able to scale back a little bit and we're able to see what our community's reaction and relationship to the strange is. Well, you know, I, I know we'll keep watching the skies. We'll keep watching the skies together, and I'm sure. And we'll we'll chat more about this in the coming weeks, I'm sure. But tonight 
our friend Garrett Kelly, of course, of also friends to the show Liminal Earth. A recent text of his to me read, it's as if my garden is now a Ouija board. Let that sink in for a second. Let that sink in because tonight's program is going to be one of the weirdest things we've ever done on this show. And I think one of the wildest ideas that has maybe ever been tossed around. I know like some of our recent guests have been having some pretty wild ideas, fringing on sort of conspiracy. But tonight is something altogether different. And I think it challenges our own notion of our relationship to 3D reality as it exists now and the natural world. So Garrett, (laughs) this guy has conducted a stunning new experiment. He recently manipulated advice that he now believes could be allowing plants to communicate with us and in English. And tonight, for what must be the first time ever on live radio, I will attempt to interview a houseplant who, according to Garrett, has self-identified itself with English as Coco. So later, listen closely, for you may hear the message, and I might not. And just like Coco, maybe like all plants, I'm always listening to. So you can share your story. You can email me, jim at euphemet.com. Use hashtag nightdrift on Twitter. And if you know you want, you can always call in. And, and talk with us right here on the show. So 888-298-5569. I'm Jim Perry, and this is Night Drift. We'll be right back with Garrett Kelly and Coco right after this. Follow Night Drift with Jim Perry on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to receive new episodes of Night Drift automatically and gain access to all of our past episodes. I've been drifting on the sea of heartbreak Trying to get myself ashore for so long for so long Listening to the strangest stories Wondering where it all went wrong For so long For so long But hold on, hold on, hold on To what you got So hold on 
Jim Perry on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW, Seattle. Now, here again is Jim. Google fires engineer who claims its AI is conscious. The company denies that its chatbot language model is sentient. When reached for comment, the chatbot disagrees. (laughs) We're talking a lot about sentience tonight about our relationship to consciousness, well, about a lot of different things relationship to consciousness. I'm Jim Perry. Welcome back to Night Drift. Before we get to Garrett and Coco, I have I've got some really exciting updates for you. Next month, season five of Euphemet continues with brand new episodes starting on Thursday, August 4th. A new episode every other Thursday can be expected as our little summer break has now concluded. Listen, I, I can't wait for you to hear this new season. Um, it's dynamic, it's different, it's scary and thought-provoking, and it's your stories, listeners of the show. So look out for that new episode on Thursday, August 4th on the Euphemet feed. Also in August, it's my very first Euphemet-related live appearance. It's, it, it takes place with one of my closest friends in one of my favorite cities, I'll be at the historic Music Box Theater in Chicago to interview Spectre Vision's Daniel Noah after a special screening of Rodney Asher's The Nightmare. We're going to get deep into Daniel's own relationship with the paranormal as it relates to the topic of The Nightmare and much more. And, you know, you can, of course, hear Daniel's story on the two-part Euphemet series, The Glowing, right now on the Euphemet feed. But a few years after The Glowing, you can imagine there is now... A lot more to explore as our relationship slowly changes with the phenomenon. So come hang out with us live at Music Box. It's on August 24th. If you're a listener in Chicago, I'm serious. Reach out and say hello and and let's go and visit a cemetery. I want to see the spooky side of the second city. Let's really make this debut of me out there in the live event space. Uh, Thanks to my good friend Daniel, a special one. All right, so for tonight, though, for what I know, plant consciousness has been seriously studied for hundreds of years. Some may argue it's been studied in part forever, but I believe it made significant strides in understanding in the 1970s. Some believe plants have feelings and that there is enough evidence to suggest as much, such as described in this documentary film. From 1978. Research conducted in the Soviet Union leads scientists to believe that plants may think. Attached to delicate electronic instruments, a cabbage plant registers annoyance to the exhaling of tobacco smoke on its leaf surfaces. A 
scene familiar in any kitchen takes on special importance in this experiment. Володя, переключи задание по всем параметрам. Тамара, бери препарат. Все готовы? Начинай. In some mysterious way, the plant which is attached to the instrument is able to feel the mutilation of its comrade. In a more advanced experiment, technicians were asked to pass through a laboratory containing two living cabbage plants. One of the subjects has been instructed to destroy the plant which is not attached to the electronic instruments. Later, the technicians are asked to return to the scene of the crime. The evidence is clear. The remaining plant has correctly identified the assailant. I mean, not only did it have an awareness of the actions that was going on with its so-called comrades, but it knew who did it. All right, so I did a feature on our our guest, Garrett Kelly, on the You've Met podcast. You can listen to it wherever you find podcasts, of course. It's episode 031 in the liminal, and he has been on several times here on Night Drift as Liminal Earth is such a big part of Night Drift programming and, and my world, really. He's uh, my good friend from the Bremerton area, Gary Kelly, thanks so much for visiting us again here on Night Drift, my friend. And uh, Garrett, there we go. Hi, hi, Jim. hello. Thanks so there much. you are, sir. I, yeah. yeah, appreciate being here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, it's always good to have you on, and I've shared with this with you in private, but I'll go ahead and make it public. I honestly do think you are uh, doing some of the most fascinating work in the paranormal in the world right now. I think you are at the vanguard of some of the wildest experiments and uh, with all the right intention in the world. And so I, I'm honored to have you on now, nowadays, man. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that, but thanks, Jim. Well, you know, I'm, it's going... I'm just it, a big dork and you know that. <laughs> so. Well, it's, uh, well, it's my honor. And listen, I think after the contents of this program, are reviewed by the listener, uh, they will uh, wholeheartedly agree with me. And if they don't, then they know of some other uh, wild genius in a laboratory somewhere. But, okay, listen. So, you know, I've properly hyped this thing up. So, uh, you know, uh, listener, beware. But the, Coco is with you right now, I understand. Yes. Is that right? Yes, Coco's right here, right next to me. Um, they are a pothos... Uh, that's the type of plant they are, like a devil's ivy. It kind of looks like an ivy. Um, they're in this little, um, like, a pot that actually has circles on it that look like eyes, which I was not intentional. <laughs> uh, but it actually gives it a little bit of a face, which is if, interesting. And it usually lives in my shower up on this really high window. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of dangles down into the shower. Yeah. Wow. 
so it knows all of your secrets. Yeah, maybe a little bit too many secrets. <laughs> okay, so so uh, listen, let's let's go back to the start. How okay. did you come about this discovery? How did this experiment start? It's uh, it's I mean it's kind of a long process, but um, I don't know where to start. Well, there was this thing called a speak jet that has always fascinated me okay. uh, when I first got into. Um, paranormal stuff in the early 2000s there were these people who had made like a spirit box kind of thing with uh, a speak and spell chip i don't know if you remember a speak and spell like in et that like orange thing that would kind of talk and spell words okay and sure. he uses it to phone home et yeah. phone home um they use that chip and it actually has all of the english allophones all of our phenomes all the the sounds of english so ah, ta, ah, all that stuff. And basically what they were doing is using um, e measuring EMF, and as EMF fluctuations changed, it would run through that speak jet chip and make all these weird sounds. And they were hoping wow. that ghosts would learn to uh, manipulate uh, the EMF to actually speak better. Like oh, man, actually... like ET, basically. Uh, well, it was more like they were like, it was almost like a voice box for ghosts. It, oh, and it would okay. give them all the tools, all the the language tools to actually speak. That was the idea. Yeah. So that thing has always been in my back of my head of like, I don't want to make that. Um, and then recently, people have been doing this plant music stuff or mushroom music. I don't know if you've seen that before. No, but... no. So basically, there's this new device that you can, it's on the market. It's called Plant Wave. Um, and you can buy it and it has these little sticky pads that you put on a plant or a mushroom and it measures the electrical changes in the plant or mushroom and it does some you know nerdy stuff but it basically turns that electrical those electrical changes into midi which is basically just music uh notes okay so think, it makes almost like a music score wow so, so like the you stick it to a plant the plant is changing it's fluctuating its midi notes and um it, yeah it's outputting like you know play f sharp now play c sharp now and so people are taking that just those notes and and hooking it up to synthesizers and making weird music with it basically just letting the plant play the instruments oh uh, my goodness and what has some of the results been have it been it's so amazing awesome? Oh, it sounds beautiful and really, you know, people are out in the forest hooking it up to an old tree and you just hear the, you know, it's, they're using, uh, they can use an organ or they can use a trumpet, whatever sound bank you want. It doesn't matter, but you, you kind of pick that and then the plant will actually play it just by its own biochemistry or, you know, it's electrical output. Okay. So, maybe in the next segment, uh, Odie, take a look, see if you can find any plant wave stuff. And maybe yeah. in the next segment, we can listen to a little bit of Plant Wave. This is extremely interesting. So just to take a step back, though, all right? Yeah, so when, sure. when this uh, chip was used with the intent for ghosts uh, to communicate with it or to use right. it as a tool to communicate, mm -hmm. uh, d did they find any success in that method? I don't know. You know, I think it was only on the, you know, some experimenters back in the early 2000s were doing this and you, I can't find anyone selling it anymore. That chip is hard to find, that specific chip. Um, so I don't know if it was ever successful. I just remember these ghost hunters came to my house once um, and they were going around in my basement. And if you 
put it up to a light, it would just sound so wild, just like just like making this crazy noise. So I I don't know if it was ever they said that they sometimes got results and that they were hoping to like train a ghost to use it over time. Wow. Um so that that is kind of where the this came from. This yeah, and it certainly didn't pick up within the sort of the paranormal investigation community. It wasn't added to the, you know, sort of the the tool belt of those that that are serious about this. It seems. No, I think everyone's moved to like using spirit boxes and stuff like that, and like right. I think that's what people are using nowadays. That's like the common thing. So, so where did you get the idea to take this idea of the chip and plant wave and combine it into something magical? Well, I think like, uh, you know, at Limited Earth, we really are into plants a lot. <laughs> like we, yeah. half of us are like really like foragers and like, and I'm just, I'm I'm always trying to contact plants either through dreams and meditation. I actually have had weird experiences doing that. Um, like just, and I had a dream once where I had a lawn computer and that dream has been stuck with me for 20 years. Like what wait, is a, this? A, wait a minute, oh. a lawn computer? Yeah, like I, in my dream, I came out and I was like checking the status of my lawn with the, this lawn computer that was embedded in the yard and kind of interacting with my lawn this way and and talking back and forth with it. Um, so that in a way that what I've done here is is the fulfillment of the lawn computer, I think. Um, oh and I was like something I've been trying to do for like uh, 20 years. Yeah. Um, so. I just had that idea. I took that that speak jet idea, the thing with the ghost hunters were doing, and this plant wave thing, and I found something, a little piece of hardware that is meant to like have a keyboard. You play on a keyboard, and it will make um, all the the robot voice sounds, the same kind of allophones that a speaking spell has. But it's, so I just kind of hook those two things together: the plant wave and this thing that will make robot voices, so that basically. When the plant plays an F sharp, it's playing an ah sound. If it plays a B flat, it's playing a ta sound. Oh so my gosh! The plant can like in the same way maybe learn to talk, or maybe it already knows how to talk. And it is only going to sound probably like English because it's only the English allophones. Yeah. Um, okay. But like, it, I could find a way to do other languages. I, I think plants are probably extremely multilingual, but um, in really? this case, it's it's probably going to be just English sounding wow. and the results are interesting i mean i've done it and pe people have really felt like they can hear words and they can feel like it's interacting with them so okay let's talk about that in the next segment sure. mm -hmm. and then we're going to also introduce coco okay. and people are going to get the first experience of hearing coco potentially communicate with us live here on the radio and also what this device really truly sounds like and feels like. And if you have a question for Coco, you can always get a hold of us here at the program. Use Night Drift on, uh, use hashtag Night Drift on Twitter. And uh, you can call us at 888-298-5569. You can email me at jim at euphemet.com. A historic night, a historic broadcast. We're going to be speaking with a houseplant. I'm sorry. They have a name. We're going to be speaking with Coco here in the next break with Garrett Kelly on Night Drift right after this.
drifting deeper into the night, Jim Perry is taking your calls at 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington, 888-298-KKNW-5569. West of the Cascades to the rest of the world. Lines are open. Call 425-373-5527 or toll free in Western Washington, 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-KKNW. I'm Jim Perry, and this is Night Drift. Find us across social media at Euphemet and me at It's Jim Perry. So now every week... We're airing the Night Drift Archives. Fridays and Saturdays at 1 a.m., we drift overnight. It's the best of Night Drift. Listen on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m., KKNW in Seattle, and worldwide at nightdrift.com. I'm really excited that Night Drift is on all weekend now on KKNW. 
And if you're listening to this live, the radio broadcast of the show, and want more, you can find all of this on the Euphemet podcast feed wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, visit euphemet.com. You know, the Seattle, Seattle Times did a feature on the paranormal mapping project, Liminal Earth, with a headline that reads, High Weirdness is Not So Strange. Creators of Seattle's Liminal Map find it in everyday life. Co-founder Garrett Kelly is with us here tonight. Garrett, uh, man, you found it in a houseplant, didn't you? <laughs> I guess so. I guess we did. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the first experience with this? that had you really thinking you may have something here? That's a really good question. So when I first heard it for the first time, um, it, it really did give me chills. And I was like, uh, I, I just felt like I could hear things. And I was, uh, it was, it kind of freaked me out. And, but it really struck me when I took it upstairs and I hooked it up to my house plants and I hooked it up to the stereo in our house. And my wife was sitting there who kind of knew that I was in the basement doing weird stuff. And I told her what I had made and she got down on the floor and started talking to her plants and feeling like it was talking back to her. And wow. she would ask them about, am I watering you enough? Um, do you get enough sunshine? And she thought it said, it said it needs more water you know like she was doing this and it reminded me of people like if you see a video of someone talking to like an ai robot or something and they have you kind of get into that state that mental state where you interact with it as if it's really communicating back with you and yeah. is sentient right um, or like you know how you would talk to like chuck e cheese or something you know like <laughs> you know like you it's that kind of playfulness thing sure and yeah. I was like, this is bigger than I thought. I thought it would be just fun to do this on a ghost hunt or something. Um, but this was like, oh, this is like people interacting with their plants and like having a feeling like they have a genuine connection for the first time. Oh, my gosh. And so you've been sharing videos of this on TikTok. Naturally, you guys are great <laughs> at that. Um, you know, I saw one where you were in your garden. It was on a plant. And your neighbors came over and you were having a discussion and you were describing what was going on. And towards the end of the video, it was saying neighbors, neighbors, yeah, neighbors. <laughs> what are some of the reactions that you've been getting from people? What's well, funny, people are like, oh, this is fake. Like, I, I think thinking that I, like, I'm pre-planning what it's going to say and I'm pushing right. buttons to make it say that. And I'm not doing that. It is what you hear is what it is doing on its own. Um, you can believe or not believe that it's the plant communicating, but uh, I'm not pre-programming what it's going to say at all. So I, I think it's interesting if they think it's fake, but they heard it say neighbors or they heard it say like, ow, when I dig right. one up or something, you know, like yeah. that is, I think it's interesting to like, what does your brain capture in those moments? And why sure. did you hear it that way? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of something I'm into in like investigating paranormal stuff is like pareidolia machine, these things like an ink blot test. You yeah. Know, like if you, a lot of people will see the same splotch of ink on a piece of paper, but everyone will maybe interpret it a little differently. Um, and so like, what are you experiencing and what is going on in your head um, when you experience, when you're listening in this case? It's so fascinating that part of it, you know, especially when you realize that, 
there are so many answers that we may never find in our lifetimes, right? Yet Mm -hmm. what seemingly is more fascinating to me and to you, it sounds like, is, you know, our interpretation, how we personalize these things, what we're seeing in them and why, why that matters, right? Right. Um, so I think without further ado, yeah. let's, let's introduce Coco. All right. Coco, you ready? Okay, so for the very first time, we are hearing how this device sounds. And listen closely if you hear responses that maybe I don't, that maybe Garrett doesn't. Well, hello, Coco. Thank you so much for being on Night Drift. Uh, you are the first plant being interviewed on a live broadcast radio program. Uh, d- what is your reaction to that? How how do you feel about that? Oh, man. Yeah, and so people really listening to this right now are getting an idea of what, I don't know, kind of the, the, the mode you have to be in psychically or mentally to prepare yourself for some of these communication devices that people use in the paranormal. You know, with the spirit box, it's uh, almost hypnotic. And and this feels in a similar way. And it's amazing that we're doing this on terrestrial radio right now. (laughs) (laughs) I was someone tuning in like, what am I hearing? (laughs) What am I hearing? I was just a Coco the talking plant. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. All right, so, um, yeah, Coco, thank you again for joining us. Can you explain a little bit how you came up with your name, Coco? Wow. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm hoping you can you can let us know um you know, I, I wonder, can you communicate with other plants? And if so, how, how do you do that? <laughs> now, Garrett, uh, when, when you've done this in the past, yeah. how long do you or your wife or anyone that is uh, interacting with this, how long do you have... Uh, it on for responses before you go ahead and ask another question. Do you let it linger for a while? Yeah, I kind of let it linger. I mean, I've been doing it a little bit on TikTok Live, and it's fun to do it like that because then a lot of people are all listening and uh, interacting and like saying what they think they heard, and then we maybe come to a consensus together about like what it's trying to say. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and I've done things like you know give it some, a little bit of water. To see if that changes anything, um, and and different plants, I think, are going to have di- a little bit different um, uh, communication styles because it's wow. you know they all have different electrical um, senses. So it may sound like it's in a certain range because of um, you know what it's a what it's capable of. I guess electrically. Sure. So, 
Yeah. Oh, so interesting. So interesting. Um, Coco, can, can you describe to us how the world around you feels? Hmm. I think it's a it's cold maybe it's cold I don't know. Wow. Okay, so now of course when we think about the implications of this, Garrett, we uh-huh. think about the implications of plants having consciousness. Right. It starts to illustrate a world where some of us who are potentially choose making lifestyle choices, making health choices, making decisions about what we eat in accordance with potentially a level of exposure to pain or consciousness level or, or things of this nature, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got friends that are vegetarians or vegans that do it basically with the express knowledge that, hey, like I, I kind of don't eat anything that kind of knows that I'm eating it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, this could potentially change that situation, right? Oh boy. I didn't know you were going to ask me this question. I don't know if I can wade into this, Jim. <laughs> You can dodge the bullet. You can dodge the bullet. And we will simply ask, listen, like ask Coco directly. Okay. Um, Coco, what would you suggest humans eat if not plants? Breathe Arians. Yes. Saying, yep, just eat air. Wow. No, I don't. I... How funny! How funny! You know, so um, I I guess I guess lastly for Coco, hey, listen, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you so much for being a part of Night Drift as the first potentially sentient plant who has ever been broadcasted in in a language that we can potentially maybe decode or understand. I would like to ask you, what do you? What do you want people to know about plants like yourself? It was very interesting to me that as the tone of the conversation uh, shifted to something kind of pretty uh, emotional, that the tone of Coco's voice changed in accordance. 
Well, to be fair, I did change the pitch on it. Okay. <laughs> just uh, just a, so that was one thing I can adjust is to, uh, the pitch of it. So it may just, you know, in order to hear things maybe a little differently. So Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to see if we could hear it, maybe something different that way. So I can kind of make it go high. Wow. That's the one thing I can kind of adjust. Oh, we don't want that real low one. Yeah, that, that one's like... No, no, that's too scary. <laughs> well, I mean, certainly this is fascinating. Coco, thank you so much for being on the show with us. I think it was a tremendous honor for us to talk with you. Um, and, and for me to wrap my head around the possibility that there was an authentic reaction, maybe not within uh, right now that I can fully comprehend or understand what messaging was being put through, but the idea, the notion that there was a being on the other side with a different set of boundaries of communication trying its hardest potentially to reach back out and say something. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think we can learn from that feeling? Garrett, do you think that's an important part of this process? I, I, I do think, um, yeah, I think it just helps us engage with uh, plants and the, the world around us in a different way. If, I think this, whether or not you think this plant is talking is, you know, it doesn't matter. I think it, it, uh, it changed my perspective and it changed, like I could see my wife, her perspective change. Um, with her house plants. So I think it's just a way to like engage with those things. And I, when we were going on investigations, we sometimes like look at the plants and look up their folklore and see if that has any kind of um, the plants in a, a certain haunted location. And we look to see if that folklore um, tells us anything extra about the place and maybe forms why there's that kind of activity happening. But now to be able to go and like actually maybe talk to the plants and see if they have anything to to give us i i just think that's an interesting new thing that we can do so i'm excited about that man um, it's so wild yeah yeah it's so wild that you know through uh, the natural is how often we've framed the paranormal uh historically right mm -hmm. and that um earthbound spirits or, or you know or elementals uh fey these are things that inherently have been a, a part of our I don't know, um, suggested relationship to this thing, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in early years. And so it's, it's quite interesting that you are making an effort now with technology to unearth a relationship that could have been once lost. Right. That's fascinating. Well, I, and I think it's like a mindset, sh sh mindset shift that helps you maybe potentially just be more intuitive. So, I, I think maybe, you know, you can, you'll hear things or pick up on um, kind of connections that you maybe didn't see until you started looking at plants this way and communicating with that this way. Maybe hear things that in the plants communication that like helps you unlock what is going on in a place. And I, I, I just think that there's a lot there. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So. Well, I think you should be. Uh, also, another thing that they're apt at is uh, creating music now. And so uh, without further ado, we're going to yeah. hear a little bit of Plant Wave. 
gosh. That's so cool. <laughs> so, so cool. <laughs> I found my new favorite, what is that, the new Night Drift intro? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's so incredible. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'd like to actually invite um, the show's producer, uh, Odie Ortiz, to jump on real quick and share a, a few a few thoughts she has on plants but also when she discovered we were going to talk a little bit about the story. Uh, Odie, can can you hop on a second? Yeah, hi. Hey, thanks for uh, joining this program with your voice. <laughs> yeah, it's the first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, um, you, you had mentioned something about uh, happy, like speaking happy to plants. Like, Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, it's been scientifically proven that uh when you speak to plants in an encouraging way, like, oh, you're doing so well today, or just uh, complimenting them, they grow happier and healthier versus plants that are talked in a, like, bad tone. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so interesting. Uh, Garrett, did you have any, um, I don't know, pre-awareness of some of the scientific study that they've conducted on potential plant sentience? Yeah, I've heard of that kind of stuff before. I had, there's a book, I can't remember what it's called at the moment, but there's a whole book on this kind of thing. And um, yeah, I've heard of that kind of thing. And I, I'm definitely into that. I, w- I would love to learn more, go deeper into that for sure. Well, it sounds like you're already, you know, <laughs> demonstrating it without even. <laughs> uh, and Odie, you, uh, you also mentioned that uh, when, when you learned we were going to talk about this, you had a moment of kind of like, oh my gosh, are we really going to, is this a real thing? Like, I can't believe this. And it kind of like left your head spinning a little bit, which I felt was like such an appropriate reaction to something like this, <laughs> but also incredibly interesting. Can you describe a little bit how how you felt? Uh, I mean, I, I was watering the plants today and I, I was instructed only to water the potted plants and not the grass. So when you were telling me about uh, the show today beforehand, I started feeling bad. Like, oh, do does the grass feel bad that I didn't give it water? Especially because <laughs> it's brown and, you know, crispy. And I feel bad that I'm like stepping all over it and refusing to water them because I wasn't instructed to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it just yeah, set and me spiraling. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it gives you an awareness, right? It gives you an awareness of uh, how we move through this world. And how our actions, uh, there's cause and effect, right? And that there's some things that we don't even pay attention to that we're absolutely like affecting the trajectory of its life or its feelings or its position. Man, it it, uh, is a little bit overwhelming to think about in some situations, right, Garrett? I mean, but Mm -hmm. what do you think that we can take away from a feeling such as that? I, I just think it helps you get grounded more into the world that's around us and uh, tap into things that you kind of overlook all the time. Uh, Jeremy talks about one of the other liminal earth people. He actually talks about this idea of plant awareness and, and especially from like a foraging aspect. Like if you don't know what plants are, um, if you're not like a foraging person, um, sometimes you'll just like look at the forest and you'll say like green, that's just like green forest. But if you start learning what plants are, you see like, oh, that is nettles, that is blackberry, that, you know, you start seeing them as individual characters and you actually see them for what they really are. And I think this is similar in that it gives you like a, a new lens, a new 
way to actually see the all these entities that are around all of us at all times and uh, it gives you maybe like personifies them a little bit in a way that helps you connect with them uh, well it's absolutely yeah. brilliant it's brilliant it's man and i think it you know you you are um just with the liminal liminal earth map how you are remythologizing our every day in the places we are, you are now remythologizing the biology around us. And so uh, we only have a few more seconds left here tonight, but um, where can everyone find your work? Um, you can go to liminal.earth. That's our map. And we're on TikTok and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. We also have a Patreon, uh, liminal, L-I-M-I-N-A-L uh, dot earth. Uh, yeah. And Coco. Can I hear your voice again for just like 10 seconds for final thoughts? <laughs> so thank you, Coco, for being on the show. And thank you for listening to Night Drift with Jim Perry on Alternative Talk, KKNW, 1150 AM Seattle. Hear the show anytime on its podcast feed, wherever you listen to them. Go to euphemet.com for more and join us next Sunday. And until then, keep talking to plants, be nice, keep looking up. Follow Night Drift with Jim Perry on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to receive new episodes of Night Drift automatically and gain access to all of our past episodes.